Hello. Hi, Ria. Hi, Porva. Did we just start a pod? Yeah, dude, I think we did. Okay. Welcome back to After 21, everybody. Hi, Ria. How's it going over there? Good. Um, it's finally getting summer here, so we're very excited. And we have a really exciting guest today. So very excited to introduce today's host. Her name is Vidya. I met her about a year ago, I think now, just kind of through social media and the beauty of what social media is today and someone that I've definitely looked up to a lot. And I've had the pleasure of kind of seeing her hard work and content creation journey really go from one to 100, learn a lot, and also just get the pleasure of knowing her. Um, so with that, Vivi, I'll let you kind of take it away a bit. Thanks, Rhea. Um, hi, everyone. I am Vivia. I'm a content creator here in Houston, Texas. I have been creating content for close to two years now. Um, it did start as a COVID passion project and soon kind of took off. And now it's kind of my second job. I work full time in management consulting. And then on the weekends, I create content when I'm not, you know, hanging out with friends or traveling. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. Yeah. Um, Vivi, are you from Houston originally or did you move there like afterward? <laughs> Uh, I have lived here for 20 something years, um, not to give away my age, but I grew up in London. I was there for, I was born there and I lived there for 10 years okay. and then we moved here and I've actually been in Texas for 20 plus years. I went to both um, undergrad and grad school here. Very cool. Yeah. You know, my eyes yeah. just shot up at Ria when you said you were also a management consultant. I was just like, I, how does one do full-time social media, but also a full-time corporate job that's bravo started <laughs> you have makeup on for 12 plus hours <laughs> well Starting you still look something. amazing either way your makeup <laughs> didn't even look like it was 12 hours ago for everyone Thanks. listening go watch the video to to look at how gorgeous Vidya looks right now so <laughs> there's that <laughs> <laughs> well uh with that too I think Vidya kind of put like a cool segue into a little bit of her and kind of why we thought she was such a good guest for this month um but before I start into that Vidya are you cool if we ask you your age yes I am 32 years old <laughs> <laughs> I like I that after... was like a question <laughs> Yeah, I probably should have thought of that before I got on here. Um, once once you turn 30, it kind of just all mushes together. But I am 32. I'm turning 33 in October. So one of the reasons we really wanted to bring her on here is because she's had such an incredible one corporate career and content creating career and has also learned a lot through the years and is definitely, I would say, one of the best people we knew who was equipped to give us 20-year-olds some advice on how to navigate your 20s, having a great, like just being in a great place right now where she is. So we're excited to kind of pick her brain about life in your 20s and everything that she's learned, as well as just jumping into how she kind of got to this second two-career thing now in her 30s. Um, Vidya, I think with that, I'm going to jump into the first question because I think it's super interesting that like one, you pretty much balance two things at once at this point, but also you've been through the whole grind of 20s. You've been through the whole like quarter life crisis. I'm curious to know how you've, how your mental health journey has evolved over the years, especially now when you kind of look back onto your 20s. Yeah, um, full transparency. I think that my mental health journey only started last year. Um, so I was what, 31? 
for me, my mental health journey really did start last year uh, in the middle of like the summer, I want to say. And it's because I felt very overwhelmed, a lot of anxiety, um, and it was just more than normal. And I didn't really know how, like what, you know, what that was and how, like why I was feeling these things. And I kind of like felt a lot of that burnout. And so I decided to go to therapy and it has been life changing. It's something that I wish I had started a long time ago. But, you know, with that being said, you kind of learn as you go. That's kind of what life is. And so, um, yeah, my journey with mental health and putting that as a priority has been very, very new for me. But it's something that I definitely prioritize. I talk very highly about because it's something that truly does speak to me. And then also it's something that, you know, when I eventually have children, it's going to be something that's very important for me to mold with my future kids and kind of, um, you know, stand for. Yeah. I love how you pointed out how it wasn't really a focus point when you were in your twenties, looking back in retrospect, are there things where you're like, I wish I paid attention in these specific moments or kind of like maybe these things in my early twenties built up to the point that you were at last year or anything like that? Yeah. Um, I think that I, I really feel like a lot of the things that I have personally have worked through in therapy have stemmed not from just my twenties, like from my childhood and just like little things that have kind of blossomed into who I am, but not really understanding why I do certain things. So like, like you're saying, if that's something I was kind of, uh, if that's something I was able to see in my twenties and it would make more sense, like, oh, this is why I'm acting this way. Um, now, you know, in my thirties, I'm kind of able to reflect and like, I can give you an example, uh, being that I, for the longest time, I've always put other people before myself. And it's just kind of how I grew up. I kind of, my parents, you know, just be selfless, you know, put other people first, caring, and that's great. Very um, Until, yeah, until, you know, you reach that point and you realize who is putting you first. <laughs> like, if you don't put yourself first, no one else is going to put yourself first. And yeah. I was, you know, go, walking, talking back and forth with my therapist, because for me, it was a struggle between putting myself first and being selfish mm -hmm. and like finding that line. And it was really uncomfortable for me because it made me feel like putting myself first made me feel selfish. And um, that's just like an example that, you know, it took me a very long time to start really understanding why I would do things and in college, especially never put myself first at all. Um, but yeah, I think those kind of life experiences um, really do help. And I wish I, know, I, I knew what I do now. Yeah, I think that's so interesting also that you specifically called out like how things when you're younger from a very young age affect you. Because that's something that I learned recently about myself as well is I've moved around a lot and mm -hmm. moving around has always been like such a positive thing. Uh, and it still is, but there were certain parts of me that I didn't realize are like programmed in a certain way because I was always used to being introduced to a new crowd in a certain way or anything like that. So I think it's really interesting to also hear someone else kind of talk about how those young years really affect you in your adult life without you realizing. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I love my mom. She's one of the most amazing people in the world, but 
through therapy, I've realized I'm very much like my mom. Like there's a <laughs> lot of things that I do that I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom does the same exact thing. And not that it's a bad thing, but it's just like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, okay. <laughs> I feel like as you grow, get older, you realize no matter how much you want to be different from your mother, you're literally yep. the exact carbon copy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, but, I always yeah. was like, I'm going to be like my dad, but nope. <laughs> I'm curious to know how, you know, you've mentioned that like certain experiences when you've grown up kind of impacted your mental health as you've grown older. I'm curious to know how you kind of recognized it all. And if there were tips that you've incorporated in your life over the years to undo, unlearn and kind of readapt to the new you. Yeah. So like I said, this is all very like new Vidya, you know, new, like in the past year, Vidya, who's going to therapy and is talking through things. I think for me, that's kind of how therapy has really helped me is understanding the why behind, you know, how I'm feeling or a certain situation and then kind of recognizing it and figuring out like, you know, what the next steps are for me. So like for me, um, something that I struggle with clearly is time management and managing all the things that I'm doing. And I think the biggest thing for me was everything was a priority, literally everything. There was nothing that I didn't think was a priority. I wanted to do it all, but there's just not enough time in the day. And it was just stressing me out because I just, I felt like a failure because I couldn't do everything. Um, and recognizing that when I feel stressed or overwhelmed and I'm like, oh, oh my God, like my list, my to-do list is, you know, 20 items long, um, prioritizing, taking a second to breathe, do some, you know, deep breaths, whatever. Um, or like, if it's like social media, that's being, um, giving me stress, like putting that away, whatever it is to do, recognizing it when it happens. And that's um, been a little easier for me to do in the past couple of months. I love the way you kind of structured that because I actually want to tap a little bit more into like the feeling of, I have so many things I want to do and feeling like a failure. Cause I think the one thing in adulthood that no one really preps as far is like, you have a trajectory all through high school. You have one all through college. If you're going to master's, sometimes you have a trajectory there, but for the most part, it's a little bit open-ended and all these things you've wanted to do all your life are like suddenly all in front of you. And it's like a race. It feels like to kind of get mm -hmm. everything done. So I think we'd love to hear kind of how, you have helped structure yourself to do that. And maybe if you have any tips to make sure people, our listeners and us aren't drowning while trying to do everything on that list. The biggest thing is to give yourself grace. Um, me, as an example, I am 32. I have a lot of friends who are married or they're having kids, whatnot. And not that my parents ever pressure me because they think they already know that I have too much going on. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's hard to not compare yourself to where you think you're supposed to be. And same with me. Um, you know, I went to college, I got my degree in biology, and I never used it. I went and worked in HR for a couple of years. And then I went and got my master's in MIS. And I never really like, figured out what I wanted to do, like a lot of my peers and a lot of my friends, like they just knew what they wanted to do. They were just getting careers, this and that. And that comparison game, and kind of digging yourself in that hole can be really, you know, stressful. I've uh, put myself down a lot mentally because I'm like, oh, you know, it just takes me a little longer to figure out what I want to do. And that's okay. And I think, you know, now in my 30s, I'm like, that's okay. Like everything 
happens for a reason. I am where I am because I made those decisions myself. And I feel like even if my dad told me to go get my master's, I didn't go get it until I was ready to do it. Um, and if like, you know, my boyfriend was like, you need to start a blog. I wasn't going to do it until I, like I was ready to do it. And it's just all on my terms. And you know, it's, it's different for everybody, but, um, you know, just give yourself grace and it's okay to not have it figured out. You know, I'm 32. I still feel like I don't have it figured out, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I have it figured out more than I was, you know, I had in my twenties. So the one big takeaway that I've heard, uh, I'm hearing through your whole past answer is that it's a lot less stressful on yourself when you're taking those decisions on your own terms, as opposed to like, mm-hmm. you know, my friend's going to master's, maybe I should do my master's or my friend's mm-hmm. having kids right now. So maybe I should really get married and get into that process of having kids. The so, societal pressures. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I, yep. And I love that you also mentioned that because that's something that Apoorva and I talk about all the time. Like now is when everyone is literally doing something completely different. Like you don't find yourself relating to any one individual really anymore because someone's on a different page every single step of the way. Like we are in our mid twenties. We know people getting engaged, people having babies, people doing like all sorts of different things, people going back to school and there's not one, it's like difficult to find yourself in the sea of people. How have you navigated these societal pressures with you? Because um, especially in the South Asian community, there's a lot of like unconscious um, societal pressures that people throw at you that invariably kind of hurt your mental health. So you don't even know that someone's probably thinking about you in that way, but you're already just like, oh my God, that auntie's here. I need to make sure I put my best self forth. And then like, you're going down this web of a rabbit hole of bad thoughts. Yeah. Um, I like to think that I don't care about the aunties and what they have to say. Um, Even though deep down, if this one auntie came up to me and said something, I'd be like, okay. But I feel like now now that I'm 30 and I in my 30s and my parents know that I have no problem talking back. Um, if that were to happen, I think that, you know, I would stand up for myself. But with that being said, in my 20s, especially my early 20s and childhood, like I would not talk back at all because uh. I would get, you know, sent it back to India or something. Um, like that was the threat in my house. If I like acted up, I would be sent to India and I'm not even Indian. I'm Sri Lankan. So they're sending me to India. I'm so, um, yeah, I feel like the, the pressures and the societal pressures are like, unfortunately instilled in you just growing up. And that's something as well. I keep referring to my therapist. Um, but that's something that I had to kind of walk through and talk to her about because the the way I think and the way I act has a lot to do with these pressures that in my head I'm like I don't really care about it but it still makes me think about and like holds me back sometimes from doing certain things um for example like when I post I'll like share different you know style inspirations and I'll like mix and match both of my closet like my western closet and my Indian closet because I have two closets and might might as well you know use what I have and um I get a lot of comments and stuff and not all of it is nice. A lot of people are, you know, like rude or whatever. And they're like, that looks terrible and this and that. What are the aunties going to say? And literally I wait for those comments because I'm like, I do not care. (laughs) Like, I don't care what they're going to say. I shouldn't care. I'm not dressing for them. I'm dressing for me. And I think that's just kind of a big thing, you know, in our culture. It's, we were just told like, oh, 
this auntie is going to say something or you have to respect this auntie and da, da 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 but I think that it's gotten a lot easier and I'm speaking from you know my own personal experiences because I know that a lot of people still struggle with that they can't really be who they want to be because of their own you know pressures at home and things like that but thankfully I think it just depends on you know your your parents and your community but for me, I think um, as I've gotten older, I'm more comfortable with who I am and I'm proud of who I am. And so I have no problem sticking up and standing up for myself if someone were to say something now, as opposed to in my 20s when I was acting up or like, you know, didn't know what I what I was doing or whatever. Um, I think you hit such an important topic there, which was as you grew through your 20s, you started to know and become more comfortable with yourself. Do you have any, I guess, pointers or tips for people as we go through those journeys of trying to figure out who we are and getting comfortable with ourselves as well? That's a loaded <laughs> question because I feel like there's so many things that you can do for yourself. Like take that trip, girl, buy that bag. For everyone, it's just different figuring out what you, you know, what you need. Um, for me, it's uh I go into holes where I'm just like, I sit and I just binge TV shows and I just aimlessly like watch like a new show. And it's just how I kind of disconnect from the world. And it just helps me just, you know, kind of calibrate again. Um, but I feel like it's just different for everyone. Yeah. And I don't think I have an answer for that more so life and experiences and figuring yeah. out what kind of works for you. Um, you know, 32, you know, for me, 32 years later, I'm like, okay, if I feel I, like I'm doing the most I just need a day where I have to and that also comes with the fact that you have to say no to people and I've never yeah. been that person who says no I'm always like the one who's like yeah let's go to brunch yeah let me hang out with you yeah you need help at your friend your kid's birthday party sure and now with this like second job and responsibilities and different priorities I can't be that person anymore and that's been like a very internal struggle for me because I'm like oh my god I'm such a terrible friend but it's not that it's just my priorities have shifted and yeah. just being okay with that um as you grow older because every like every year every 10 years every five years your priorities are going to shift um yeah. I feel like most people especially in our 20s we don't give ourselves the the grace of um, changing and evolving because we're like we want to hold on to things that matter the most so this is very yeah and change is uncomfortable yeah change yeah. is very uncomfortable <laughs> um, but something I want to actually hit on which you've already mentioned subtly in your previous answers but um, the big theme that I think personally is kind of the boon and the bane for me uh, which is social media um, I think social media is something I love, but also something that has, again, just like those aunties unconsciously affected my sanity. You've kind of even taken the plunge and, and developed a career in a second career in content creation. Um, how have you grappled with that shift from like a corporate job, but also focusing on like your presence online? You know, balancing my corporate job and content creation, it's all about balance. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, when I started this blog, it was in the beginning of the pandemic. So the world had shut down. I wasn't really hanging out with people. Um, I had time, a lot of time to create content, whatever that, you know, looked like back then. Um, and so last year was when it became 
more difficult when the world opened up again. And I was struggling to balance everything because the world opened up. I wanted to hang out with my friends. I wanted to travel. I wanted to go work out. I wanted to do all these things. But then I had this added like job that came out of nowhere that kind of just, you know, became something that I love doing. And so it just comes back down to the time management and prioritizing things, um, you know, whatever that may be. So for me, sometimes I have to say no to hanging out with someone or getting dinner because I'm like, oh, no, I have to create this because it's due. Or, you know, like, I don't feel like creating, I don't feel like putting on makeup right now, like, I'm just gonna go hang out with my friends. So just like really prioritizing that. Um, And for me, my career is very important. And so, you know, that's obviously one of my top priorities as well. So making sure that 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 and my passion, my side passion, you know, does not interfere with each other. Um, And then to answer your second question with the positive and negative feedback, I feel like the past six months-ish, I've actually felt, you know, what that really is. Before that, I think I wasn't, maybe I just wasn't like, I don't know, like maybe I was just creating normal things because I feel like once I started creating things that people didn't like, the hate comments came all the time. And I was like, what? And when I say like people didn't like, it's like the 5% that doesn't like it. And then you're like reading it and you're like, but yeah, that is something that I, to this day, am figuring out how to kind of uh, take positively. Um, I think even, I think a couple of weeks ago when I spoke to Rhea, I was like in the midst of like the biggest like anxiety week of attacks that I was having because I posted um, this this reel and it was it was uh, based on Bridgerton and basically I took the Bridgerton characters and I just put my own spin on it and I used I went and worked with a local boutique here in Houston and just like kind of put together outfits that I think you know resonated with the characters and I um, put that and it kind of went viral a little bit this meme page picked it up and basically was like these are the tackiest outfits I've seen and then it like it was taking something so fun and creative and just like turning into this like turning it into this hateful feud between Indians in India and like Indians in America and it was just so unfortunate and it was like my face that was like plastered on it and all the comments were like um like the barf emoji like you know just like tons of them like every morning I was waking up to seeing like so many like you know mean rude comments on like all my videos and it was my anxiety was at a high like at a high like that whole week and I don't think it's ever been that way yeah no one talks about it there's no like rule book about what you're supposed to do when you feel this way and you know no one's no one preps you for ton of sea of negative comments um granted I think for me at in the moment I like had to put my phone away because it just it you know it gave me a lot of anxiety and I was like oh my gosh like this is a lot um especially since like it's something so fun and you you truly love creating and then it just turns into something which is kind of the risk when you create content um putting yourself out there being vulnerable um sometimes you know you have that risk of things going viral and it's, you know, the exposure is great, but then you just have to be okay with the negative comments. Cause not everyone's going to like what you put out there. And I guess that's a, you know, you have to be comfortable with being okay with that. So unfortunate that something that was so amazingly cool got turned into such like a negative conversation, but I do love the way that even you talked through how you worked through it mentally, like even just putting your phone away, like it's a time when, 
one for people who aren't don't know either like that video did very very well like Netflix reposted it it was it was like incredible incredible but just like having it be a time of celebration and then turning into that and having Mm -hmm. the strength to be like I'm just gonna disconnect I think is huge people are always gonna have something to say whether it's you know behind your back or on the internet um but it's just learning to be okay with that um and like I said now when I post a video and I don't get mean comments I'm like oh okay I didn't do anything (laughs) right this time right I think in the the age of social media right now there's been a spike of content creators right like everybody's putting Mm -hmm. out content and and I like to think of influencers even I hate that word but content creators in general Um, as mini celebrities, like once you've made it, once you've got a certain bit of following, everybody's watching what you do. Um, So my question to you, I guess, is in the process of you kind of starting this from innocence and having fun, you've kind of morphed into someone who's, you know, a South Asian influencer. So people are looking at you online. Do you feel those pressures when you make content now, like in the age of representation as well, like mentally? I wouldn't say I feel pressure um, from my audience, you know, to based on the, you know, the content that I'm creating. If anything, like I said, it, it has been a trial and error. There is no right way there. Everyone kind of figure out, figures out what they're good at. Um, and like someone like me, I like to share everything. And I know you're supposed to have a niche and all that stuff, but it kind of just comes. You kind of just have to put yourself out there and share whatever you want and then um, see what you know, your audience likes. And I guess for me, it's become easier over time. It's still like nerve wracking. Don't get me wrong. Um, being vulnerable and putting yourself out there. It's, it's not, it's not easy for everybody. Um, but I think over the past couple of months, even it's become easier because I'm more comfortable. And I also, I'm, I'm more comfortable and I'm like more proud of like what I'm creating. So I think now, um, like I won't work with a brand if it doesn't make sense for me, if that makes any sense, as opposed to like a year ago when I was like, oh, okay, like it can be mutually beneficial. Like, I don't mind this and that. And now it's also like, if I don't have the time, um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree to something because it just, it's not fair for both parties. So yeah. um, I don't think I have felt that pressure, like my content shifting, if anything, it's been a little bit more liberating recently. Cause I feel like I kind of know what I want to share and I'm okay. And like, for example, um, I, a couple, I don't know, maybe two months ago, I started, I did a a color combo series. It's, um, it was something that I wanted to do like last year, like maybe November, December of last year. And I talked myself out of it because I was like, no one's going to like it. Like no one's going to enjoy it Um, because it's not for everybody. It's very bold. And, you know, it wasn't what I was seeing on the internet. Maybe, like I said, maybe I'm following the wrong people. Like it was just, and there's nothing wrong with clean, minimal, like aesthetic. It's just not me. But I was posting things, I guess, in my head. I was like, okay, I think I'm supposed to post this. Or, you know, it's very easy to get caught up with what you think you're supposed to share on the internet. And so it comes back to the past couple of months, like after I did that, you know, shared that series, it was like, one, it was, it made me think a lot more creatively, which was awesome. And two, I was like, wow, like, I feel so much more like, I feel like 
I can just share whatever I want to share. Like there's no one, you know, holding me back. It was me that was holding me back this whole time. Like no one else is holding me back. There's no rules. There's literally no one besides me and my self-doubt and my imposter syndrome that's telling me not to share something. Um, but yeah, over the past couple of months, I've just been okay and become more comfortable with what I'm sharing. And I think it just kind of gets easier um, the more you put yourself out there. Well, you're doing something out of the box, you know, like that's the yeah. one big lesson as well that I'm hearing in life as well. Most of us like back out of a lot of things because we're just yeah. like, our mind is our biggest enemy or because we haven't seen anyone like us do it before. So like, I think yeah. this is a big, big lesson for most people too. You kind of talked a lot about taking that step to be vulnerable and pushing yourself to do it, whether it's coming up with creative ideas or even honestly, like putting yourself out there on social media, what were the mental hurdles that you kind of had to walk yourself through or overcome to even get the confidence to do that? The two biggest hurdles, I will say, one being myself, like the imposter syndrome is real. Um, that self-doubt, like, oh, I'm not going to, it's not going to do well. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, yada, yada, like whatever, all of that. Um, I, I feel like that's the biggest thing, the biggest hurdle I had to kind of get over. And sometimes it still happens, you know, from time to time where, you know, I, you know, hold myself back from doing something. Um, but it kind of also goes back to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And then the other hurdle I would say is, the one that's probably not as relevant, but what are other people going to think? Um, that's hella that's relevant. Also- relevant. Everyone yeah. always thinking Right. That. I know, but it shouldn't be, right? Like we shouldn't yeah. care. We should just do things that are, that make us happy. Um, and it kind of goes back to our very first, you know, topic about, you know, the societal pressures and what was instilled in us as a child, um, thinking about, you know, blah, blah, auntie and whatnot. But the biggest thing for me that held me back from starting sooner was the fact that I was like, what are people going to think? Like, I don't ever come off. Like I know I'm better than anyone or I'm a know-it-all or something like that. Um, Or like, what are my friends going to think? And it comes down to the fact that if my friends aren't going to support me, they're probably not my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Typically you see like memes and people sharing online, how like it's the people you've never met that are always cheering you on. And yeah. that's kind of the the crazy great part about social media, but it's also why, you know, you kind of have to be okay with putting yourself out there and not being scared of your friends because your friends are actually going to support you, but your friends, the not friends are like not going to support you. And then kind of, you kind of, you know, differentiate the both. So um, yeah, I think for me, the two biggest hurdles would be myself and thinking and caring about what other people were going to say. Yeah. Um, I love that you kind of addressed those and also addressed how you came through that. And literally a poor just messaged me and goes, this is so relatable to all of our conversations. I feel like I'm rambling and I don't really know what I'm saying at this point. It's been no. a long day, but as long no, as it's, no, no. it's resonating somehow. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's very, very, very relevant to, you know, our, our, age in our generation as well because like you know your 20s are all about like the next big step in your life who how do you get more cooler like who are the next big people that you can hang out with it's more about for show than for like quality so I think this is like a good sounding board for a lot of people um yeah yeah that aren't having I think it takes you 
I think it takes you to be in your 30s to realize that your 30s are like the best time of your life. Oh, at least for me, because I'm like, I know who I am more yeah. so than I did back then. Past guest, actually, she's a therapist in, in training. And she said, there's a science behind this because most people's minds from a development standpoint haven't developed fully until they're 25 to 30. So um, yeah. we've got science to back us up here. Yeah. <laughs> Next time someone tells you you're wrong, you can pull up the science part of it. Like we <laughs> yeah. have proof. There were two things that you also touched on that I want to go back to. So one of the things you talked about was kind of like the process in which I guess you got, you grew your content creation career. And I've had the pleasure of having a seat to kind of see that, but similar to a lot of other ways that people feel in their twenties is there's almost like a period of like, I would say for lack of a better word, stagnation, where like you're going, 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 going. And sometimes you don't see an immediate return. Like it takes a little bit. How did you keep yourself like so upbeat, so like just going with it and kept pushing yourself? Because for everyone who doesn't know, like Vivia is like the most like regular poster that you'll ever meet. All of her content is absolutely incredible. And it's all like done well to a T. Like you would think that she's been doing this for like multiple, multiple years. And you would never guess that it's only been like a two year or just that it's a passion project. So would love to know how you kind of like got over those hurdles. <laughs> Thanks, Ria. Um, <laughs> it's very important to recognize and realize that what you see on Instagram is not always, you know, the complete truth um, or, you know, what's happening behind the scenes because there are, there have been many times where I have been down or um, there's been times where I, I'm creating content and it feels like it's not it's not going anywhere or whatnot over the past year and a half to two years now. Um, And I think from the very beginning, you kind of just have to understand that. And it's really hard to understand this when there's all these numbers in your faces, like the follower count and your like count and your statistics and your insights and all of that stuff. It's really hard to um, suck yourself out of that hole if you go into it and the comparison game and all of that stuff. It's very, we're all human too, right? Um, it's very easy to get sucked into that and see where you think you're supposed to be, you know, like, oh, I have X amount of followers and I have, you know, X amount of posts and I'm posting this. And there's no like equation to do the right thing to be a certain place. So really understanding that and being okay with that is a part of the whole content creation in itself and really um, trying really hard to not focus on the numbers is very, very important. And like I said, again, everyone is human. It's very, it's very easy and normal to like compare yourself or look at the numbers and think like down on the content you're creating. But I think the most important part is always staying true to yourself. Um, That, that, you know, that that like equilibrium, that thing that like pulls you back to why you're doing what you're doing in the first place and loving what you're sharing. You're not gonna, you don't wanna be sharing things cause you see other people sharing it cause that's not genuine to yourself. Um, and with like the numbers and things like that, I feel like when I started, I had a couple of hundred, you know, followers and, um, you know, within a couple of months, within like the first six months, I was able to work with, you know, brands, American brands and like basic brands. And it didn't matter how many followers I had or how many likes I was having. It's because I genuinely love the brand and they, they see that 
you know, if you're genuine, brands will see that. And it might take a long, it, you know, my timeline might not be the same as your timeline or whoever's timeline. Um, but as long as you're genuine and you're true to yourself and, you know, you like what you're putting out there, I feel like that that can be, or that is, you know, that baseline on, you know, that growth and things like that, you know, throughout this whole career and this experience. Um, but yeah, I think it's normal to like feel that stagnation sometimes where it's like, uh, I mean, I felt it before, like I'm just pushing content out and pushing it out and I haven't grown or, you know, I don't know if like I, I keep doing it and, and that burnout, like I, like I said, I've, I felt burnout before I felt it last summer where it was like the most I've, I've never felt that before and just yeah. recognizing it um snapping yourself out of it um it's okay to like be in a funk that's totally normal um kind of with anything but just really snapping yourself out of it and then kind of focusing on what you love and what you like to share really hearing just staying true to yourself as like a real key message there another really important question that I think is perfect to kind of wrap this episode up is the burnout question. Um, I think mm-hmm. I mentioned that a couple of times and I feel like a lot of us, we're on our, we're, we're in our 20s and we've already felt burnout. You know, I think that's just yeah. how the society's programmed at this point is to, we're in the age of side hustle era. Everybody's doing more than one job. We're pushing ourselves mentally and physically. How have you kind of learned to incorporate boundaries? How do you step back when you realize you're hitting that point of no return? And if there are any tips that you can give our audience too on how we can practice setting boundaries for our mental health? Yeah, um, I'm still a work in progress. Still <laughs> definitely something that I'm very much learning now in my you know, 32 years of life. Um, but that recognition of when you're feeling what you're feeling and that overwhelming feeling, um, recognizing it and being able to step back and figuring out like, okay, I need to do something because I'm, I do not feel good. Um, and like we had mentioned, touched upon earlier, whether that's, you know, putting your phone away or, you know, going for a walk or binging TV shows, whatever it may be, figuring out what you need to do to make yourself not feel so overwhelmed and recognizing when it happens to like, you know, prevent you from going down a rabbit hole or going down a place that you don't want to go to. We loved having you on the podcast. I think we heard so many like powerful, great tips and a lot of really good advice. Um, Apoorva and I have been like chatting on the side too, honestly, constantly just being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> so eloquent yeah, too. You say it so well. So it's, it's, uh, it's very nice. I think we did, we did right to pick you as a guest because you were just spot oh, on. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Vidya, well, bef- oh, go on, no, sorry. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, before we let you go, I um, I was wondering if you have any last piece of advice for um, our audience in terms of like mental health in our 20s. It's important, I think, after this conversation with you guys is just to give yourself grace. Um, it is okay to feel overwhelmed. It is very normal. It's okay to not have your life figured out sometimes. Um, 
And regardless of whatever, whoever is saying, as long as you feel true to yourself and you're doing things that you love to do and you recognize when something feels uncomfortable and taking those steps to make yourself feel better, I think that's really important and to give yourself a lot of grace. So we have one last fun thing, which I think I might've warned you about, but I also might not have. (laughs) Um, We have a rapid fire with the, oh, you know, it's coming. Oh yeah. (laughs) Okay. Favorite Um, type. Style. Favorite kind of style, bold. Lacy or Western clothing? Both. Um, breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Do you like your do you prefer your corporate job or do you like your content creation job? <laughs> That's so hard. Who's watching? <laughs> Which is more fun? Content creation. <laughs> morning workouts or night workouts? Night. Not a morning person. Okay. And uh, the one last one I had was who is your favorite Indian or South Asian actor? Mindy Kaling. Love that. On that note, I've been trying, wondering if I should start the Mindy project. And I'm going to take that as a sign that I should start the Mindy project. I actually just had one random question to you because I'm inspired by Bridgerton, the Bridgerton (laughs) series that you've done. But what TV show do you like in terms of their fashion sense? Ooh. Gossip Girl? Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's a classic. I was thinking that's a that. classic. There's something for everyone. You did amazing. Thank you <laughs> so, so much for joining us at 10 p.m. at night after a long day. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Thanks, Vidya. We, we had so much fun having you on, and uh, we can't wait to share this episode with you um, and to everybody. There were so many good things for everybody to hear and learn. So, Appreciate your time and uh, we'll see you next hump day, everyone. Bye.